What's up, everyone, and welcome to the PBR Juca Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. Mike Rosenbaum here along with Tad Slowick, ready to break down all the latest happenings in the Juco baseball world. Tad, what's up, man? You've been a busy, busy guy traveling across the country to check out the latest Juco action. And uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say today, breaking down some some of the recent events you were at. Yeah, we're knee deep in it now. And uh, I'm real I'm really fired up about, uh, you know, the things I've seen so far. The the events that have taken place have been outstanding for, you know, knowledge of this year's uh, class of uh, Juco baseball players. And it's a good class already. And, uh, you know, I'm like I said, excited that uh, we get a chance to talk about these players and teams and, you know, just Juco baseball in general, which I, I really uh, think is going to be another great year. Yeah, dude. How good does it feel to, you know, you just said you're knee deep in it. It's the fall right now and you're knee, knee deep in it. That's got to be a great feeling like looking ahead towards the uh, 2023 spring season. Yeah, well, that, that's the exciting part about Juco baseball is there's some great events in the fall where you could really get a good feel for these teams and the players and and what they have and, uh, you know, just have something to really look forward to in the spring and, and check on them in the spring. And, you know, that's when the, when it really counts. But, uh, you know, I mean, the, the energy level, the, 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 the quality of play so far has been very good and, you know, for a fall schedule and it's, uh, you know, been really uh interesting to to watch these kids for those of you who tuned in last week you heard tad and david seifert break down all the players and teams they saw at the puma classic this week tad we're going to be talking creekside um, which took place on friday september 16th uh featuring a you know a loaded midwest juco field of teams uh and then we're going to be talking a little bit about the alabama community college showcase you checked out and close it up with your first trip out to the West Coast for NWAC action. So loaded episode here, Tad. Let's dive in with with Creekside. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a great event, a PBR event, and uh, you know we had we're there with uh, plenty of firepower to break down these players. Yeah, we had and, we had uh, six scouts there, Tad. Obviously, you were there tweeting out and, and capturing a lot of great great moments and prospects from the event. But we also had Andy Urban, who helped run the event. Kevin Mulder from Missouri. Um, PBR president Sean Duncan was in attendance. Diego Solaris, Scott Hood. It, w- it was a loaded scouting roster for PBR. Um, and, and, and Tad, you you were leading that charge. Well, there's plenty to do there. there definitely, you know, a lot of good players there. Uh, some of the teams we saw the week before in uh, Puma, like Kirkwood and, and Des Moines area, uh, you know, so we got a, a, another chance to see those clubs. So, it was a, a well worthwhile event. I mean, there were tons of scouts there, uh, you know, a lot of major league guys, you know, cross checkers, um, you know, and then the, just, just a boatload of uh, college guys there. And it was just a, a ton of people there to watch these kids play. And it was a great opportunity uh, to showcase their talents. And, and, you know, I my compliments to the, the people at Creekside, that, that, complex is beautiful complex turf complex and you know uh, neat and clean you know very very good conditions to play baseball in was a good day and uh, you know we got a lot done okay Ted so let's talk about some of the teams you saw at Creekside here um, starting with a couple of Missouri teams Crowder and Jefferson what was your takeaway from from those two ball clubs uh, I, I believe you already seen some of Jefferson the previous week but, you know, what, what was your take on them seeing the second time in, in such a recent, um, you know, time span? And then also Crowder as well. 
Well, Crowder, you know, a World Series qualifier last year. They went deep into that World Series, and they had they had some firepower on the mound and and up at the plate. So they had you know have to replace some guys. Uh, they're a younger team this year, and uh, you know they're trying to feel their way through things. But they got some you know guys who are their anchors. You know, uh, especially uh, Josh Barnhouse, right-handed pitcher. You know, he's six six two forty. I mean, this is a kid. I I just love the way he competes all the time. You know, he's he brings his best at all the time. You know, with a good, you know, fastball up to up to like ninety one, and then you know he's got the good breaking ball too, and change and a feel for what he's doing. And like I said, I just like uh, the way he attacks the hitters and and gets outs. You know, he's a guy who gets the job done on a day in and day out basis. And then uh, they got a young lefty, uh, Gage Watson, who uh, is going to be one of their guys, I think, eventually come springtime, uh, you know, 6'2", 180, loose lefty, 87, 89, classic lefty stuff, you know, late tail sink, uh, very good changeup, good slider. You know, I mean, I think he's going to be a factor for them, too. And then uh, in their lineup, you know, Houston King sets the table again. Love the kid. You know, love the way he plays the game. And, you know, he brings it all the time, too. He's kind of the guy who's the energy for that team and gets him going in the leadoff spot. Uh, you know, he could swing the bat, plays defense, seals bases, does all the little things that uh, needs to be done to – you know, get that uh, offense rolling. And then another guy liked, uh, you know, left-handed hitter, Josh Livingston. You know, he's a big, strong kid, six foot, about 215 left-handed hitter. And he, he could square up the baseball pretty good. You know, he could send it, uh, you know, the ball pretty launches some balls too. And, uh, you know, he's got some power and got some ability to drive the ball. And, you know, I think he's going to be a, a run producer for them. So I think Crowder is Crowder every year, and they're going to be, you know, one of the top teams in the country. And, you know, the, the, the players, they'll figure out their lineup and their rotation, and, you know, they'll get it done come springtime. And, Tad, correct me if I'm wrong, but w- with regards to uh, Jeffco, last week you and Seif were talking about how, you know, last year they were kind of a, a school with some really big bats. But you think this year you could see them being more more dominant on the mound um, would that be your, your takeaway from the second look at, at the ball club? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely uh, uh, better on the mound. Last year, you know, they had Shark and, you know, some guys who could really swing the bat and score runs. But, you know, they had a little problem, you know, keeping things in check, uh, the other team. And, and now this year, they're, they're, they did a great job recruiting left-handed pitching and, and pitchers in general. I mean, you know, they, they got some firepower on the mound. You're going to throw guy after guy after you you know, who's got stuff and, and can get things done. You know, big one is a uh, left-handed pitcher, Dalen Stewart. You know, he's, he'll throw up to, to 90, 91, you know, classic lefty stuff again with a uh, um, good, good late uh, movement on his fastball, a good uh, breaking ball, sharp downer type slider. Uh, so he's going to be, you know, a factor. I think he just uh, committed to Western Kentucky. So, um, you know, that'll be a good pickup for Western Kentucky. I mean, this kid can pitch and, uh, you know, he's, he's got some savvy out on the mound and can get things done. Um, another guy I like that I got a chance to see was this Cannon Nestledge, a right-handed pitcher, 6'6", 220 pound kid. You know, he was 87 to 90 with some good life. Uh, he had a good spin on a sharp downer curveball, And, uh, you know, he's got a split, uh, change up for an off-speed pitch and, um, you know, I really think this kid's got huge upside. He was a 
quarterback at uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, which is a Division Three powerhouse in football, and decided to come back to baseball. And I think uh, there's some real good upside to this kid. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to you know, be a factor in the rotation also. Uh, uh, they got Joe Dasho also, Jacob Jarvis, uh, another left-hander who's I think is really good. And, uh, you know, just got some some guys uh, who could pitch in a lineup. And I, on a weekend series, they're going to be awfully tough. I mean, they're going to throw four or five guys at you that are going to be pretty good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see a, a good future for them this spring. Uh, you know, one of the standouts on in the field for them is Colby Ott. You know, he's a, a good athletic kid who could really swing the bat and play defense for them, and I think he's going to be their anchor in their lineup this year. Now, Ted, which other teams at the Creekside were you going to look at for first time this year? Well, I, I got a chance to see uh, Johnson County, uh, you know, and I, I think they're loaded. I mean, I, I really like what they got. They got uh, strength on the mound. They got uh, depth in their lineup, and, you know, I, I think they're going to be a force, you know, to challenge Cowley out there and, and some of the other good clubs like Kansas City and things like that. I think they're going to be, uh, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with this year. Uh, you know, they got a couple of right-handers, Cole Koontz. Uh, you know, he's a, a bulldog out there, 89-91, really hides the ball well in his delivery. The ball gets on hitters pretty quick with a good, tight, uh, deceptive slider. You know, you got Will Fricker, also a big kid, 6'4", 200 pounds, up to 93. You know, his fastball has some action on both sides of the plate. He's got a good slider, too. Um, just a really good, uh, you know, guy who's going to have some good upside. Uh, and then Gabe Nutter, also, too. Um, you know, he's a guy who'd throw it in the low 90s with a tight spin slider. And you know, all these guys uh, got great stuff to come at you with, and they throw strikes. You know, that's what I was really impressed with is it, their pitching staff's ability to, to pound the strike zone even in the fall here. So it was uh, a good uh, thing to see these guys. Um, they got some guys in a lineup who, you know, I, I think all of them could pretty much uh, give good at bats. You know, the, the whole team gives – pretty good quality at bats you know guys who stood out for me was their center fielder Rhett Hendricks who was a very strong live body athletic kid who can really run and 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 track the ball down in center but he he really has got a good approach at the plate you know drove balls out to center field to right center field uh you know uh you know had a good uh approach to the breaking pitch and drove a you know breaking ball out of the park too I mean you know, I, I really think this kid's a great athlete, and he's got a huge upside. I, I really like the way he played the game, and, you know, he's a good guy in the lineup. Uh, you know, and then they got that first base. They got a big, strong, you know, Ryan Callahan, who's 6'2", 200 pounds, left-handed hitter. He's got a great approach at the plate, uh, can drive the ball to all fields, too. Uh, he took a pitch that was had to be inside off the plate, and he just got his hands in there and just hammered a home run to right field over the light towers and you know he's got some serious juice and you know good barrel control and so i think johnson county is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with out there in the kansas region out there so it's going to be a a, a tough region tad a couple of the other iowa teams you saw at the event southeastern and kirkwood let's talk about them for a second uh, kirkwood's a team that you're plenty familiar with but it's always great getting looks at them and they seem poised for another big season this year huh yeah, they're loaded both on the mound and in, in, in their lineup. I mean, you know, they got some 
some really strong kids. Uh, you know, they did a good job recruiting. I mean, not only are their kids uh, uh, good athletes, they're good in the classroom too. So I think that makes them have ability to make adjustments as we go in the game. And, you know, I think they got some some good players this year. Uh, you know, right-handed pitcher, Gannon Archer, you know, he's 6'3", 185, up to 92, good delivery. You know, I think there's some good upside there. Um, they also have uh, Blaine Harpino, who was like their their top guy last year who got outs and everything. You know, he'll throw it up to 90 and spin a good breaking ball and good feel for a changeup. So, you know, that kid can really pitch. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, their, their main guy, you know, as far as leading off the weekend series again, you know, to get them a W. You know, then Logan Rundy, 6'2", 200-pound guy, you know, up to 93. Good uh, slider, good sharp diving slider that, you know, will miss bats. And then Aiden Rath, also a six foot six, 250-pound guy, you know, who could, you know, bring it in the upper 80s. And, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, a guy who's going to be uh, another factor for them on the mound. So, I mean, and a guy who didn't throw was Zach Sabres, who was a converted catcher last week. I guess he was a little sore. He just uh, starting to pitch full time now. And, you know, I know the scouts went uh, crazy over him last week. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be a big factor for them also in their rotation. You know, in the lineup, you know, they got Noah Furk. You know, he's an uh, infielder, 6'2", 195 pounds. He could swing the bat and you know, just, uh, you know, is a, is a good all-around player, you know, makes loud contact and, you know, can pick it on defense also, uh, you know. And then another guy they got who could swing the bat too is uh, Kyle Hayes. You know, he's a guy that is, uh, you know, a guy that can, can drive the ball out of the park, drive the ball to all fields. He's going to be a tough out also. You know, he plays first base. He can catch for them also. So, you know, they got some weapons in the lineup. You know, Kale Frost, also an outfielder, you know, strong kid, uh, a big-time bat for them. And, you know, I mean, there's just no no safety for any of the opposing pitchers against these guys in the lineup. I mean, they're going to, you know, be tough from one to nine. And, uh, you know, like I said, tough on the mound. They're going to be, you know, another top D2 uh, uh, club that probably have another – good chance of being in the world series again they went to the world series last year and you know i think they might even have a better club this year so they're going to be pretty interesting and tad what's your take on the talent that southeastern showed at the creekside event again they, you know i i really liked you know what southeastern had you know they we saw them over at puma too and and they just have a lot of strong well-developed kids you know who come to play play hard uh you know, I saw this uh, kid, Caleb Wolf. You know, uh, make his amazing diving catch uh, during the their, during the game. I saw them at, over at Creekside, and you know, which our listeners hard. can view on Twitter. You posted that on Twitter, right? That's a yeah, great catch. Yep. That was a great yeah, catch. Yeah, it, it was amazing, and you know, and, and it just kind of like those are the things that I think represent this this team this year. I, I think they got a lot of guys who play hard, and they're they're strong, they're physical. You know, the guy I saw on the mound, you know, Elijah Green, you know, he's 6'5", 215, you know, attacks hitters, comes after him hard, you know, good uh, 88 to 91 type guy with a good slider and change. And, 
you know, he just, like I said, goes after hitters and that's the way all their pitchers did. You know, I mean, these guys don't back down from anybody. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to be strong on the mound. Uh, in the field, you know, Bryce Phelps was a really good-looking kid. You know, outfielder, 6'2", 230, live athletic body. You know, he's got ability to barrel the ball up consistently. And that ball just jumps off his bat with raw power. You know, he's uh, got some instincts in the outfield with a strong, accurate arm and, you know, really got some some good things going. So I, I think this uh, – a team that's going to pitch well and, and really swing the bats good. Uh, they're going to be a tough team to, to be dealing with this year. Okay, Ted, obviously you couldn't be at every field and see every player, but we're going to bounce around a little bit for some of the other teams that were event and talk about some of the top prospects identified by our, uh, our, our deep scouting staff that we mentioned before. Um, Ted, if, if you want to lead things off yeah. here and, and pick yeah. a couple, couple of guys. Yeah, I mean, Brady Stewie, you know, from Cloud, you know, low 90s guy, you know, good slider, diving action. You know, he's a big, strong kid who's going to make a difference for them this year. Um, you know, Evan Bors from Iowa Central, you know, big, strong right-hander, 90-92, good slider. You know, uh, he's also a kid who could swing the bat real good. He's going to be in their lineup. Uh, when he's not pitching and, uh, you know, so he's a, a good two-way guy for them. So he's going to be a factor, you know, Brendan Sweeney from Eastern Oklahoma, six, six, you know, up to 92, uh, with a good slider also, you know, I mean, the, these guys sound all very similar, but, you know, I mean, it's good because it's all quality stuff that these guys are bringing to the table all the time. You know, these guys are, you know, good low nineties, big, strong guys who could spin a breaking ball. And, you know, they're going to all be guys that we're going to be talking about come springtime also. And also we got, uh, from Northeast, uh, Matt Kitzman, you know, guy, big, strong guy, six, four, two thirty, who can really uh, throw the ball. He's 90 to 92. And, it, you know, had just had a good, breaking ball, good curveball, and, uh, you know, just uh, a good feel for a changeup and just pounded the strike zone, you know, with all three pitches. And, you know, he was pretty impressive. And a couple of position players who stood out, uh, one being uh, Brody Zacco, that's spelled S-Z-A-K-O, um, you know, a guy who could really, you know, catch and throw, and but he can really swing the bat. I mean, just uh, launches balls, uh, left-handed hitter who, uh, you know, could barrel the ball up and just got some serious juice in his bat. So, you know, he's an interesting kid to see. Also, uh, Danny Infante, an infielder from Cloud, was a guy who could pick it a little bit and swing the bat. Uh, you know, he's another guy who stood out. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be talking about Tad's trip for the Alabama Community College Showcase, followed by the NWAC Showcase in Washington. All that and more coming up on the PBR Juca Wire podcast, presented by Netting Professionals. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting Professionals specializes in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, BP screens, ball carts, and more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, and dugout cubbies. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields and facilities throughout the country. Contact them today by calling 844-620-2707 or emailing them at info at nettingpros.com. 
Visit them online at nettingpros.com and be sure to check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. And welcome back to the PBR JukeWire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. Mike Rosenbaum, Tad Slovak here, continuing our conversation about Tad's recent scouting trips, now picking up things with the Alabama Community College Fall Showcase that Tad went to in Hoover, Alabama on Tuesday, September 13th. Tad, this event saw 18 teams playing games. You caught a lot of those teams. Let's talk about some of them as well as the top prospects you saw. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a great event. It was a great chance to see all the top team. well, all the teams in Alabama Community College system. You know, as you mentioned, there's 18 of them. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, we still, uh, you know, these a lot of these kids know each other. They played against each other in high school and, you know, there's some pretty good rivalries going on there. You know, even though it's a fall event, you know, I mean, the game between Wallace State and Wallace Dothan, I mean, those guys were getting after and getting on each other. It was a, a good, a lot of energy at this event. And, you know, it was uh, well worth the trip. So. And Ted, we were talking about a little bit before, you know, th- this Alabama JUCO um, contingent didn't place a lot of top 25 teams last year, but the competition within is steep. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, one team last year, I remember, was a race and the other, you know, one team would get on a roll and then another team would come in and knock them off. So the, I mean, the the uh, competition in, the, in this conference is, is very well balanced. And, you know, and like I said, the rivalries are pretty, pretty tough and pretty fierce because, like I said, I think these guys know each other a lot, you know, from growing up in the high schools. Okay, Tad. So after taking an event, who would you say were some of the top prospects you, you laid eyes on there? Well, Anthony Patterson from Central Alabama was uh, the guy on the mound that I was most impressed with. You know, his fastball's up to 94, you know, a good hard slider, 82, 84, and, you know, threw strikes, had a nice delivery, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to make a big noise this year. And then, uh, you know, another guy, Will Vermette from uh, Wallace State, Hansville, was uh, you know, another standout. You know, he was a 90 to 94 guy with a sharp breaking ball you know, 77 to 78. Uh, another good pitcher who, uh, you know, I thought threw well was lefty Kate Snell from Wallace Dothan. You know, he's got a, he's a big, strong kid, you know, durable body, good left-handed pitcher, you know, hides the ball well, you know, 88 to 90, uh, good deceptive slider, 81, 82. It's hard to pick up his ball till late. Uh, he's got a curveball, so that which has some real good depth and bite to it. So, uh, you know, he throws the ball well to both sides of the plate and, you know, typical lefty stuff. He's got that late right on his fastball and, you know, he's just a, a tough guy to, to deal with. Uh, another guy who I thought was a, a pretty good standout, uh, you know, was a really uh, more higher profile guy out of out of high school was uh, Francisco Manaya from uh, Calhoun, a uh, 6'6", right-handed pitcher, real Real good arm speed. Ball comes out of his hand real easy. You know, fastball up to 92 with some good life in the zone. And he had a good spin on his slider. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he had a good feel for a changeup also. So he's got some big upside. He's an athletic kid. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he's going to be a guy who's going to be a factor come springtime. And I think he's going to get a lot better between now and then also. Another left-handed pitcher also was uh, Ethan Atkinson from Calhoun. 
you know, he was uh, up to 90 and then uh, had a good uh, uh, late tailing fastball and a good hard slider. You know, I like the way he competes. You know, the ball comes out of his hand real good. And, uh, you know, he was just a guy who attacked the zone with uh, his three pitches there. And, Tad, moving on to some of the position players you saw, you know, just scrolling through your timeline, look, looking at the notes that you posted, which, which can be found on prepbaseballreport.com slash Juco. Um, same with our Creekside notes, same with all the notes you're going to be hearing about today. But, 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 Tad, a lot of these position players that you saw seem like they're big physical athletes. Yeah, they were, you know, big, strong kids. You know, uh, Trey Higgins from Sneed State, you know, he's a transfer from Mississippi State. You know, he's a high school quarterback, you know, strong physical 6'4", 210-pound athlete who can really run. Uh, he's a switch hitter also. He's got power from both sides. You know, he's got ability to barrel the ball up consistently. Uh, and defensively, he can run down the ball and has great instincts. Uh, you know, he can play all outfield positions. He can play center if needed. He's got that kind of speed and everything and instincts. So, uh, you know, he's a guy who, uh, you know, can steal bases. You know, I think he's got a huge upside offensively and really uh, is going to make some noise come springtime. Another guy, uh, another guy who looked like uh, these guys could almost be brothers, uh, Carter Frederick, uh from Sneed State, also 6'4", 225-pound outfielder who can run and throw and go get the ball in the outfield. Uh, you know, I think he's got a high ceiling offensively also, uh, can barrel the balls up, and and when he hits it, he hits it pretty good. Uh, the ball jumps off his bat. You know, he makes consistent hard contact, and, you know, he's going to be a good middle-of-the-order guy. Another guy who was really interesting uh, was uh, Josh Schuler. Uh, outfielder from Calhoun, played right field for them. You know, he's six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pound, very live body, athletic kid who can really run. And you know, once he gets it going, too, he's a little slower out of the box because he's got a bigger swing. But uh, once he gets it going, he can really run. You know, kind of a plus-plus runner. Uh, you know, I think he's got some really good, big offensive potential because he, you know, he's going to be a base stealer. You know, guy who could drive the ball out of the park also. So, you know, another guy, this is, you know, the third guy in a row here who we've had who's a big, strong, athletic kid uh, who can, you know, also run and hit for power. So, uh, you know, I think he just gets a, a little more experience in him and he's going to be a, 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 fat, a big impact at the plate next year. Uh, one guy I was really enjoyed watching was uh, – was uh, Alex Ballesteri, you know, a center fielder from Calhoun. You know, he's a strong athletic kid, and he, he just consistently gets the barrel on the ball. Uh, you know, drove the ball to left center, drove the ball to right center. You know, he's a 6'5", 60 runner. You know, he can run and play defense. So, you know, he's a guy, you know, he's their leadoff man in that order for Calhoun. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who... Uh, uh, you know, I, I like watching him play, and he's got tools. He's got tools, so he's going to be factor. Another guy who swung the bat real good was Aiden McGinnis, strong left-handed hitter from uh, Bevel State. Uh, you know, just like I said, uh, consistently can hit the ball on the barrel and, you know, drive the ball out of the park, left-handed hitter. So uh, one guy who kind of caught my eye here, you know, I didn't uh, – get a chance to tweet about him, but uh, Harold Moore, a center fielder from Lorene B. Wallace, uh, you know, he's a strong, athletic kid, got really good instincts in the outfield, and, and talk about closing speed, you know, you think the ball's going to be falling in the gap, and 
he just runs underneath and catches it and you know, he's got a strong accurate throwing arm uh, and and I think he's got a good approach at the plate and I think he's going to be able to to hit and uh, square the ball up consistently left-handed hitter a little raw but uh, you know I think the bat will come uh, ability to steal bases you know I think he's got some upside uh, potential offensively so uh you know, basically Alabama was loaded with some pretty good quality outfielders here. So it was uh, fun to watch these guys play. I was about to say you beat me to it, but, you know, like hear, hearing everything you said, Tad, my takeaway, there are some tooled up outfielders in Alabama this year. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I just all like the way they all played the game. And, you know, like I said, you, you like that uh, strength and big, 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 strong kids. After the Alabama, your trip to Alabama, after your trip to Kansas City for Creekside, you hopped on a plane and flew out to Washington for the Northwest Athletic Conference JUCO Showcase. Uh, you mentioned last week on the show that this was your first trip out to the West Coast for JUCO action. So, you know, let's start off by talking about, like, what what was the trip like? How, what, what was the experience like for you as a whole, man? Well, it was a great experience. You know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I heard uh, people talk about that the event was a, a great event to go to and, uh, you know, to... Uh, it just turned out to be everything uh, I, we needed to see and more. And, uh, you know, I was really impressed by the, the host, uh, Bellevue College out there. Uh, really was a gracious host and it was a good place to watch the game. The weather was perfect, not too hot, not too cool. And it was uh, just a great day for baseball. Uh, I think the give the coaches in, in, in that conference, uh, you know, real credit for being able to showcase these kids the right way. You know, they gave them every opportunity. We got, uh, you know, running times. We got uh, uh, the uh, velocities on, on their throws from the field. Uh, you know, they really did a thorough job of uh, showcasing these kids. And, you know, I thought it was a great event. And the talent turned out to be very good. You know, I was really impressed with the depth of uh, amount of good players there were out there. So it was uh, – well worth the visit. Is it all overwhelming as a scout, Ted, when you go out there and it's an entirely new player population in a new place, that, that type of atmosphere? Is it, does it ever take you a minute or two to get your bearings? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, but then, like I said, once you settle in and it just, you know, you just do your thing like you've been doing for a long time. And, uh, but it was, it was good to see, you know, different names of schools, you know, that, uh, you hadn't been following as much in the past. And, uh, you know, it was good to see the, you know, to see who the, where the better players came from and, you know, uh, and the quality of talent that they had on these teams. So it, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. You know, I, I haven't got out the Northwest in a while, uh, you know, since my days with the Astros, but, uh, you know, it was a, a nice event and, uh, you know, like I said, well worth the talent. So let's talk about some of the talent that you saw there, Tad. Um, who were some of the top prospects that, that jumped out? Obviously, this is a uh, this this was an all star game or a showcase game of, of sorts. So it wasn't every you didn't get a look at every school. You were getting a look at individual players in a all star game showcase environment. And, and as we went over before, there were twenty nine schools in the NWAC. So it's a pretty pretty deep school population. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of schools represented here, and uh, but you know, the talent, uh, served well. And that, uh, you know, the guy who stood out on the mound for me was, uh, Eli Holbert, 
Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher from Everett, a 6'4", 240-pound kid, big physical, bulldog-type guy on the mound. You know, 91, 94 mile-an-hour fastball with good action. You know, he had a tight late slider, 82, and he had a good feel for a changeup. Uh, you know, he attacked hitters and was able to repeat his delivery and throw strikes with all three of his pitches. So, you know, he's a big, strong kid, and, you know, I think he's still got some upside to him. So, uh one of the more interesting kids I've seen in a while was this uh, Zach Elsos, uh, right-handed pitcher from Southwest Oregon. You know, he's 6'4", 195 pounds, and, you know, he was kind of a sidearm to almost submarine-type guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of time these guys, you know, ha don't throw as hard and everything. And so when I saw him warming up, he was going, yeah, yeah this guy will be interesting because I know he's a different uh different angle that uh, hitters aren't used to seeing so he'll mess some people up anyway but this kid just really had some good quality stuff uh to go with it uh you know his fastball was 85 88 uh with uh, he had a good tail and sink on it like a good uh submariner does and then uh he had a good sweeping slider 73 77 which had a, a big sharp break and the, and the knock on some of these guys sometimes who throw from down under are, are the fact that uh, they don't throw strikes either consistently. But this kid pounded the strike zone with two quality pitches and just dominated, you know, the hitters he faced. He faced four hitters, struck out four guys. I mean, just uh, totally dominated uh, the event. And, uh, you know, he was a really uh, a great thing to see. I mean, he, 85 he to 88 from that slot is is hot. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's dirty. It's dirty, you know, because like I said, the guys from down under are dirty anyway because you don't see enough of them. But, you know, to have quality stuff on top of it, you know, the, the hitters really had no chance, you know, and I felt, felt bad for if you. That's some of the bats you're trying to get and you're facing this guy. But uh, he's very impressive. And, you know, I mean, when I was when I was uh, doing the draft with the Astros, you know, we always took at least one of these guys every year in the draft, you know, a guy could throw it down under and, you know, usually they could make it up to double A and stuff, um, you know, just with their deception and their delivery. But, you know, and then only the guys who had real stuff could get beyond, but, you know, this kid's got some stuff to, to go beyond possibly. And, uh, you know, he's going to be an interesting kid for everybody to keep an eye on for a while. So remember Zach Elsos. Um, some of the other kids, uh, players that I thought were really interesting guys were, uh, you know, they had some good left-handed pitching out here too. Uh, Liam Paddock, the left-handed pitcher from Spokane Falls, you know, 6'4", 200 pound, 89 to 91, you know, kind of a lower three-quarter slot also. Had good late life on his, uh, on his fastball, ball ran and sunk. Uh, and also had a good sharp curveball, 75, 76, spun it real well and uh, had that good good changeup also so you know he's got three quality pitches and again you know another kid who threw strikes uh it was uh good to see him pound that strike zone um uh, uh another guy uh sam cooper left-handed pitcher from uh shoreline you know he was six seven 190 pounds and you know he just came from over a pretty high three-quarter delivery slot and you know, fastball was up to 90, uh, you know, he had good, good life on it. 
and he had a quality spin on a good, real sharp downer curveball, 74, 75, a feel for a change. I, I think this kid's got is a real interesting kid. He's got some real good upside, and uh, you know, just has uh, you know ability to I think uh, get things done in the future. You know, he's going to be an interesting kid to watch. Also, uh, Jordan Caesar, left-handed pitcher from Southwest Oregon. Also, you know, he's kind of a bulldog kid, six foot, two hundred pounds. Uh, you know, uh, fastball up to ninety. Had that late movement. Uh, Flashes uh, some plus changeups. He probably had the best changeup in the event. Uh, really knew how to use it. Doubled up on it, and you know he had good arm speed with deceptive uh, fade and sink in it. You know he just uh, really knew how to had a good feel for that changeup and could throw it for strikes too. So you know it, it was pretty deadly pitch. Um, you know, and then he had a good spin on his breaking ball, and uh, you know I thought he was another quality lefty out here. Uh, some of the other, you know, strong right-handed pitchers were uh, uh, Brian Rojas, uh, you know, from Lane. Uh, you know, big 6'3", 220-pound physical type kid. Um, fastball was 89 to 92 with some late life. Uh, you know, and he had a really tight spin on a, on a sharp downer curveball. He had some, had some real good bite to it. Uh, you know, he had a deceptive change and you know, this kid was athletic and strong, and, he, you know, he could pound that strike zone pretty consistently. So he, you know, I thought Brian Rojas uh, was one of the better guys out there also. Uh, another interesting kid was Cho Tofte. That's T-O-F-T-E, a right-handed pitcher from Tacoma, 6'3", very athletic kid, uh, tall kid, uh, fastball up to 92, had good spin on a, on a, you know, a true late sharp slider up to 82, with some good diving action and uh, he threw a pretty good curveball too and uh, had a feel for change. So he's got four pitches and, you know, he's able to throw them for strikes and did a good job. Uh, Dylan Watts, also a right-handed pitcher from Tacoma. Tacoma is going to be in good shape uh, to come this spring. Um, they got, he's six, 275 pounds. Uh, he had a loose, quick uh, arm action. Ball comes out of his hand real easy. You know, he's 91-92 with some late action, uh, good tail and sink, uh, deceptive slider, 81-82 that uh, broke late at the plate and uh, had some good diving action to it. You know, really was very hard for hitters to pick up his stuff. And, um, you know, I thought he did a good job. Uh, Hunter Polly uh, from Walla Walla, a right-handed pitcher, uh, he had a quick arm, you know, up to 91. He had a little cutter action, which was deceptive. It was hard for the hitters to pick up. And uh, he had a good sharp slider also to go with it, too. So, uh, you know, he had a pretty good uh, changeup also, good four-pitch mix uh, to to get in there after it. And let me see if I... And gives you a great reason to say Walla Walla. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just had to say that, you know, the old song, Walla Walla, Washington, Kalamazoo. Anyway, beautiful day for a ball game. Anyway, uh, and then and then I want to leave out uh, Jackson Elder, you know, a right-handed pitcher from Lane, uh, a six foot two, 210-pound kid, you know, a 90-92, spins a good curveball, sharp spin, good arm speed, uh, you know, and he had good arm speed on his changeup also, which I think is going to be a good pitch for him with good sinking action. You know, he's an athlete, throw strikes. And, you know, I was I was pretty impressed with all these kids, the way they pounded the strike zone. They're, they weren't all over the place. Uh, you know, it was fall game, but, 
you know, they pounded the strike zone pretty good. So give credit due to these pitchers. And Ted, how would you say the positional talent that you saw at the NWAC game here compared to the pitching? Well, it, it was interesting because of the fact that they use wood bats. I mean, so that's always the the great uh, equalizer when it comes to uh, evaluating talent, you know, uh, see if the guy can swing pretty good with the wood bat. And, uh, you know, there are some, some good guys, the guys who did, you know, who swung the bat real good. Um, you know, some of the position players that stood out for me was uh, Titus Dumitru. Uh He was an outfielder first baseman from Lynn Benton, you know, big, strong kid, 6'2", 200 pounds, strong athlete, you know, uh, you know, does a good job defensively on track and fly balls down in the outfield. But I think his uh, future lies with his big bat. Uh, you know, he's got ability to square the ball, make loud contact. Uh, he's got plus raw power, you know, which if he could get a little more consistent with his swing, uh, you know, he's going to be a middle-of-the-order kind of run-producing guy. Uh, Ryan Fowler, a catcher from Tacoma, you know, 5'10", 195-pound strong, durable guy behind a plate, you know, really good first-step quickness, could block balls, uh, you know, catch and throw pretty good throughout a runner, trying to steal on him uh, during the event. Uh, you know, he's got a good – uh, approach at the plate, uh, you know, and he's got the ability to barrel some balls up and swing the bat pretty good too, but his ability is catching and throwing behind the plate. Um, Elijah Henning, uh, shortstop from, uh, Northwest or North Southwestern Oregon. Um, you know, he's nice looking kid, six two, one ninety five, 195, strong athlete, uh, you know, middle of the infield type guy with good actions. Uh, He's a good fit at shortstop. He's got enough arm to, you know, stay there at shortstop and uh, good balance approach at the plate. Uh, makes good hard contact with uh, good power potential too. So you know you got a quality shortstop here who could play the position with a pretty good offensive upside too. Uh, Stephen Meyer, center fielder from Columbia Basin. You know, six foot, one hundred eighty-five pound athlete. Uh, kid who can and run and chase the ball down pretty good in the gaps, cover the outfield and play center field. He could stay in center field. Um, you know, he's a strong left-handed hitter, uh, keeps his hands inside the ball pretty good and, and barrels it up. Uh, he's got a little bit of juice uh, potential in him. So, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a pretty, a pretty good hitter down the road. Uh, Brooks Rasmussen, also an outfielder at Columbia Basin, six foot, 175 pound kid. Good athlete, uh, you know, really plays a, plays a strong outfield. Uh, he's got a real good arm, uh, right field type arm, you know, throws had real good carry on him. And, and uh, you know, he's going to be a good corner outfielder, guy who can hit and swing the ball, the bat pretty good and has some raw power. So uh, he's got a chance to be a, a middle of the order type guy also. Um Justin Stransky, he's a catcher at Lower Columbia, six foot two, 195, 190-pound kid. You know, he's just a strong physical athlete behind the plate. Uh very mobile, can block balls, uh, got the good hands that help get extra strikes in the strike zone. And he's got good carry on his throws. You know, he's got a good average major league throwing arm, and uh, you know, he's got ability to shut down the running game at the next level. Uh, he's good offensive approach at the plate. You know, he keeps his hands inside the ball pretty good and, the uh, ball jumps off his bat. He's got uh, plus power potential. And, uh, you know, here's a catcher who could catch and throw real well and, uh, has got good, uh, power potential. So he's a good looking kid. 
real interesting kid that you know I really liked that kind of jumped out at me was uh, Jafari Williams. He's a center fielder at Southwestern Oregon, uh, six foot three, 190 pound live athletic kid. You know, he's got real good instincts and and gets good jumps on the ball in the outfield with that good closing speed that you like from your outfielders. You know, he's up to 92 on his throws from the outfield. Uh, you know, a quick first step, he could steal bases. He's got a good approach at the plate, uses all fields and. You know, he plays center field and has a chance to be a, you know, some run, a run producing potential on offense, you know, a guy who could steal some bases too. So he's going to be a threat offensively. Um, Zion Williams, also a center fielder from Shoreline, set another 6'3", 200 pound, strong, live athletic body, uh, you know, with first step quickness. He, he'll close on the ball in the outfield also, strong throwing arm, uh, solid at the plate, uh, He's got good bat speed. He can square up the ball. The ball jumps off his bat real good when he comes when it, when it comes off. Uh, you know, even with the wood bat, ball just jumped off his bat. You know, he's got some raw power. You know, an athletic center fielder with really good upside. So, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that everybody's going to be running out to see uh, this spring. So, I mean, I, I would I'm I was real happy with the the talent level out there and. You know, it uh, was just a, a nice event to see a lot of good athletic uh, kids who could swing, you know, and swing pretty good with the wood. And then, you know, the, a lot of strong arm pitchers, especially from the left side. You know, they had some good left handed pitchers. So, I mean, the event overall, I thought, was a huge success. Uh, like I said, I appreciate all the work that the coaches and everybody put into getting this event going. Ted, and uh, we appreciate your insight into all of these players from coast to coast here basically this past week man uh have you gotten any rest is, is the question yeah. uh rest in the winter i guess i right? don't know yeah. but uh you got the the good the event i'm really excited about is uh is uh texas new mexico event this uh weekend and at dallas baptist i mean that that's gonna be loaded with talent you're gonna see some some players out there too so yeah that was a big time event you you were at last year and um you know we saw a lot of those players become some of the some of the top juco talents in the country and now now playing pro ball yeah absolutely you know guys who got drafted and guys who you know definitely were guys who could play at the next level and you know i, I mean it's you know this is our kind of our second year together doing this and you know we thought that the talent level was so good last year and you know, this year looks like it's going to at least be equal, if not better. I mean, it, uh, it's, a, it's exciting to see these uh, athletes who are, uh, you know, got some tools and can do some things, you know, and looking forward to see them put it together come springtime. And, you know, the pitchers, you know, are out here throwing strikes. And, you know, for, a fall, for these fall events, like I said, the pitchers aren't, you know, walking the house, you know, so it's a... Uh, it's been fun to watch, and, you know, we're going to have a lot of guys, I think, to keep an eye on this year, buddy. Yeah, it sounds like even just, just from these events we've talked about on today's episode that there are plenty of high follows now now on your radar heading into the season. Yeah, it's going to be fun putting that uh, big list together at the end of the fall, you know, where we put all the best uh, Juco players together and rank them. So the analysis on that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, Tad, until next time, this has been Mike Rosenbaum and Tad Slowick on the PBR Juco Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. We'll see you soon.
That's a wrap. Thank you to our sponsor, Netting Professionals. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the show or have any suggestions, please leave us a rating and a review. This has been the PBR Juca Wire Podcast, presented by Netting Professionals. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.